This is the Where You At Buds podcast, where ordinary people share their extraordinary stories with Stephen, Evelyn, and Marcus. I took off and I toured North America with my family in a Dodge Grand Caravan. It was <laughs> my amazing. My Dodge Caravan just died. Oh my God, I love it. I got 2002, what's yours? Uh, an 18. Really? It's literally got a, like a plug-in in it. Ooh. In the back, yeah. and it's got the entertainment system. Which the funny thing is, is the entertainment system we didn't even use it. No, because I hooked up a thirty-two inch TV in the back, <laughs> and they, we had a PS. What? We had a PS4 hooked up, and like quite honestly, the kids were best behaved when they were in the van. It was when you let them loose on the world, then things kind of went it's a like little the, bit like sideways. Griswold. Oh, it was totally Griswold. Did, you didn't all sleep in there. No, no, we hoteled. So we we oh, drove okay. place to place, nice. and then just stayed in hotels. I mean, you could say nice, but I guess it's better than sleeping in the van. But we really were only an 800 square foot hotel room with two queen beds and five of us. So yeah. it was pretty close quarters for <laughs> over a month. And we're all here. Nobody's dead. So it was, it you guys was good. excited to do your own thing now for a bit? Oh, we got uh, at Disney World, we had this condo on a golf course. And uh, oh. it was two bedrooms. So it was like, oh, my gosh. We finally get to like have our own space. You went to Disney nice. World? Yes. They were there for like a year. How long were you guys? Like a couple weeks? Yeah, two weeks at Disney World. That was the main <laughs> focus of it. Well, Kat, what ended up happening was the flights from Vancouver to Orlando were so expensive. It's almost the same amount to drive the entire United States and get hotels at your stays as it is to actually like go and mm. fly. Yeah. I posted every second of every day, so I feel like I was with you. Nothing on Instagram, but... <laughs> heavily Facebook. So that's how you know that Stephen Fryer is just a little bit older than most people out there. Than most people. <laughs> than most social social media users. Facebook, Facebook, yeah. Facebook. Everything yeah, Facebook, like... <laughs> Anyway, but I, hey, listen, okay. I did get better at Reels. Listen, it was, my, it was my goal. I noticed. Evelyn, you've inspired me. Uh, I've been inspired to get better with my Reels, and I've actually had people reach out like, you were making some really funny Reels, but now you got to keep that going because we really liked it. It was funny. Well, keep it going. I'm like, that's Evelyn's fault. Yeah, and there that's we go. Evelyn's you, influence. So see, yeah. even when I'm not here with you, Dad and Ev, it's it's still, you know, your creative influence is right there with did me. We're in your soul, you Friar. Right. <sighs> Sweaty back. I remember the sweaty back picture. You know, I could have left that out. No, but you didn't. I didn't. You shared. I share. Yeah. You have to. Like, you got to share. Like, everything is not cupcakes and rainbows out there, Marcus. It's 35 right. degrees out. There is sweat everywhere. I'm waiting two hours in a lineup for a ride, and my back sweat, and my kid's making fun of me. I'm going to put that on Facebook. It was actually 190 minutes, but <laughs> let's not go there. But I will say, quite honestly, that was one of the coolest places I went. The greatest thing about the social media thing is you can bug me about the Facebook, but there was a lot of people kind of chiming in as we went along. Where you were going? What are you doing? Where are you at? Where are you at, buds? Where are you at, buds? It was kind of funny. It was I was getting these new experiences because of people while I was on the road, like food. Like I'm not an oysters guy. I don't know if I've ever told you guys. There's two things: oysters and cucumbers. Uh uh-uh. uh, cucumbers. If I, I can smell it, if it's been left on something, it's what? instant. 
but oysters too. I've never really been into it. And buddy sends me a text like on what does they call it? What's what's the Facebook Facebook Messenger? Yeah, messenger. Oh, wow. oh, messenger. oh no! And he says <laughs> so he's like he's like buds. You got you got to eat oysters in New Orleans. And I'm like, what do you mean I got to eat oysters in New Orleans? I'm like oysters. I've had like the oyster emoji equals and the puking emoji. That's a, and he's like I was like that too at one time. But you have to go here and you have to try them. I did that, and yeah, I was hooked. Have you ever chewed an oyster? That was the worst. Never again. You know oysters are supposed to be an aphrodisiac? No, that wasn't that time. That was (laughs) an (laughs) anti-aphrodisiac. Okay, I love oysters so much. I'm going to be honest. That's like one of my favorite foods. Like if we go out, I'm ordering oysters. If oysters are on the menu, I'm getting them. I don't know. Why? Fried oysters, (laughs) um, raw oysters. Why? I don't know. I just like the taste. I don't know. They're an aphrodisiac, I guess. But what what about the taste? Explain the taste. I don't know. Yeah. Nobody knows. Nobody can answer this question. Cat, it tastes like old seawater. Chewy seawater. with like with like rancid fish that's just been sitting there. Apparently that and brings her joy. I love it. I, it's my favorite. Date night? Yeah. Bring it on. Oysters? Woo. So Fryer, what, what are you cracking open there? I am cracking. It, I mean, I love the label. Again, another beautiful label from uh, Backcountry Brewing. Do you bite your thumb at us, sir? It's a Vienna lager. <laughs> it's a very regal label. Yeah, it's it's okay. fancy. And here's another one for you, too. Oh, I lager. see this. Ben and the boys are just, welcome back from Backcountry Brewing. Mm-hmm. What's that one? The uh, Take a Chance on Me, uh, Mike Borelli rice lager. <laughs> take a chance, take a chance, take a chance. I think Borelli had about five of them on our show. Yeah, uh, so I believe now- it's... It's a good time. It's a good time. These are, that's what so now, yes, they are a good time. This is a Mike Borelli beer right here. Yeah, that's a good And time. then I see a former groundskeeper. This former is what I'm drinking. So this former greenskeeper uh, pale ale. Okay, so this, if you look at the label, it's that's really, really cool. That's Caddyshack. That's totally Caddyshack. It's totally Caddyshack, but you know where this is? This is, um, so it was made for um, Squamish Valley Golf Club. This is stocked in their fridge and on tap. But the label, that's hole 16. Really oh, is that cool. the chief in the back there? That's the water hole. Oh, nice. And it's a very, very pretty label. Such a good beer, too. A couple whole months on that one this year. I, I think, doubt already. it. Not, not me. Oh, not okay. me, personally. <laughs> Again, just following the Facebook feed for Squamish Valley Golf and Country Club. Well, how many times have you played club. there? Shouldn't you get a hole in one at some point, playing there for the years you've been playing there? He clearly does not understand yeah. golf. Like, what? <laughs> no, golf doesn't make any sense to me. I'm going to hit a little ball in a little hole miles away. Listen. No, thank you. It ruins a good walk, okay? It, <laughs> really? Ruins a good, it really does ruin a really nice, pretty walk. It does. Throw the intro. You're really good at it. I'm not good at it at all. Are we going to do an intro? Just don't say Radio Land. Yeah, because we're not on radio. (laughs) You guys have been friends a long time. Yeah. That's obvious. Am I allowed to say Squamish's own cat? Can I say Squamish's own? Am I speaking out of term if I say Squamish's own cat Madden? And then she has that British accent. It's, it's awesome. from here, right? Yeah, well, but, I but, but, well, listen, this, is, this goes back to the, are I you like local? I think she's Mars. Can we claim her? I are we allowed to claim her? born and raised. Am I allowed to claim her like right now on the on the show? Just don't get offended if I some at some point move to another town and they claim me too. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, be a, just be a share bear. A share bear. I like that. <laughs> Sharing is caring, right? Yeah. Thanks for coming back to another episode of the Where You At Buds podcast. Today on our show, we have none other than budding, future, aspiring, superstar, Squamish's own, Cat Madden. Welcome to the podcast, Cat. Hello. Cat, where does the story begin? Where, where, where were you born? Where were you raised? I was born in Kent 
and I lived there for one day and then my parents got me the hell out of there uh, and then I lived in do you have you ever been to England 100% you have if I said Bury St. Edmunds would that mean anything to you doesn't a lot no we no. were we toured through like Fulham Wimbledon areas down to you know all the rest of the touristy spots right to London that kind of thing a lot of pubs yeah yeah, a lot of pubs. And then caught a Fulham game too as well. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Southeast England for a while and then London for six years and then moved to Canada. Long story short. And then I've been in Squamish since I landed basically because it's awesome and it's hard to leave. Was music always part of your background? Was that something you're always performing since a young age? or? So I started playing piano at eight and then I started playing gigs in front of people at 13 and I did that for a while and then I got really bad stage fright so I didn't do it for a long long time and then basically landing in Canada was my revival of doing of playing in front of people and I went to karaoke and I got really drunk and then I started to go to open mics and I got really drunk and then my confidence just like boomed but they do yeah. call that liquid courage right and now I don't need even need the alcohol yeah crazy I don't even know how it happened <laughs> she's trained herself yeah that's awesome it was like booze went like this and then confidence went like this it was awesome so yeah. is it the change of scenery that helped you revive the career or yeah when you do a drastic move like that you are either searching for something or running away from something so I, I was running away from something and being in Canada as a, I could create this kind of new self it took a really long time I gained all the confidence I needed and definitely Canadian people being so wonderful and nice and lovely and open and respectful like definitely helps because like not so respectful back in the UK it's like it's a hard social environment because the whole basis of English humor is taking the shit out of someone like taking the piss out of someone so like the harder you take the mick out of someone and can stand it the better friends you are it's very strange so like the harder you can tear someone down the more you love them you we know? do that here but to say. our celebrities though yeah you have to be on yeah. a pedestal before we start knocking you yeah. down yeah you have to know they're confident because like you and me fryer like, yeah i feel like that's our relationship i knock you down i got every... nothing but love for you though that's but then the, that's, that's why you know i got nothing but love for you that didn't feel right when he said that <laughs> i know i was like i know i was looking at him like hey what's where's the punchline what's coming next but <laughs> no. There's a butt. You're waiting for a butt. Me too. I like. I, it was very, very rehearsed. I feel. Like. I do love you. Yeah, very you, much. You're great, Evelyn. You are awesome. Well, it's kind of funny because that's what, like that's what guys are like. like you know what I mean? It's like, like guys are no. like that. No, yeah. just you. And it's all in good humor for the most part. I love Canada. I always loved Canada from a very young age. Like my parents took me on holidays to Banff and Montreal, and they said that. Ever since I was five years old, I was like, I'm going to live here. I'm going to live here. They were like, okay. And then I did. I don't know why it's just always drawn me here. Could be otherworldly. I'm not sure. But uh, So how'd you end up in Squamish? So I went to Whistler first because I heard it was like the ski bum lifestyle. I wanted to live in my van. I wanted to do all that stuff. Got there. Obviously not like that at all. So hastily moved down to Squamish after my guitarist. My guitarist was living down in Squamish at the time. I was always driving to and fro. Uh, to and fro? <laughs> Who am I? To and from? I don't know how you say that. Mm. Up there and back. And, uh, <laughs> and then, Up there, over there, down there. Up <laughs> there, over there, down there. <laughs> I haven't left. And that's uh, 
pretty big thing for me because I do like to move on not super swiftly but I do I do get bored of a place and unfortunately every time I get bored something amazing happens <laughs> so I end up staying um, so how yeah. long have you been here seven years yeah which is long long time lucky number seven I like yeah it. <laughs> and you've been performing everywhere I mean you've been at the bag you've been in Whistler you've been at the gondola I believe I haven't played up there yet but I do have a gig up there at the end of summer oh, that's where I saw it. Uh, okay, yeah. September 2nd and the festival and my festival on oh my god September 3rd. Damn it. Take this away from me. <laughs> Have another one. Do you want a race logger? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> the local festival, which is... Uh, local festival or locals? Uh, the local festival. Oh. It was very hard to like pick what was going to be the best name. I think it reigns from like English heritage. It's like everyone in England has their local, right? That's like their mm-hmm. local pub. And like when I think about the festival, that's what I want it to be. I want it to be like a local pub like cool. oh, you're local right but yeah so that uh it was squamish soiree last year that was just a ultimate hit uh it went so smoothly everything went right there was no issues like that's what it was called it. last year squamish soiree oh, yeah. okay last concert of summer i think it's a good time do it at the end of summer everyone's already done their their festivals and can be like a last party before mm-hmm. like the rain comes and starts getting squamishy <laughs> see she is a local That's you not- get she gets it. we get two seasons here yeah sun and rain yeah do you feel like the seasons are shifting i feel like they're getting later and later or is it earlier and earlier? yeah later and later no, th- this is january this is a yeah. term for it. it's january mm-hmm. it's like warm temperature in may and then you get something called january july it starts warming up like we're getting hot now and then just i'm just hoping we don't get another heat dome like last year i've got my ac unit all hooked up as of yesterday. So. Well, I got my bronzer out ready to get ready to get back at this. Yeah, you're tanned. I, I do not want this going away. Look at, I'm way more tanned than <laughs> you, you are, I, though. It looks really good. <laughs> but this is what happens when you come back to Squamish for a month. I look really good. So yeah, modest. Really good this time. I got addicted to sunbeds very quickly. I've just discovered them, actually. Yeah, it's bad. It's so addictive. Hence the, I'm tanned. <laughs> no, I'm Italian. I'm not tanned. I'm Italian. Because you look great and you feel great afterwards, but Ooh. they literally kill you. Yes, they uh, do. So it's it's the worst. It's like you're just sitting there in the tan bed, just going, "I hate myself," but you look fantastic. Yeah, you come out and you just you're shining. But it does kill you. Healthy yes, yeah. I love it how you said it. Like it actually makes it sound like not as bad. Just, like, it literally kills you, but in your cute like accent, like oh that's not so bad. Like, <laughs> I have a cute accent. I'm gonna go try that tomorrow. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> So you're thrust out of your out of your comfort zone. You head over to Canada and you start this wonderful music career. The Cinderella music career. C- Cinderella. Yeah, I think so. Because I mean, you're coming from. Because I'm blonde. You come from the UK. You got. You Is have it my this, slippers that I'm you wearing. You have this background. You come here. I would imagine somebody probably puts you up to it, or did you just decide? You know what? I'm gonna. I'm going to get up there and rock it in this karaoke bar. I always wanted to do it. So, putting on way too much English. I always wanted to do... No, I can't take it off. Um, I always wanted to do it. It's just sometimes you want to do something so bad that you don't do it because it's too much pressure, right? I got into that stage of like, I know I can do it and I know I'm, I'm going to be something. Like, I don't know how big that something's going to be, but I know that's my path. And that's a lot for a teenager to take. And especially, you know, as boys and everything, you know, and like mm-hmm. friendship groups and drama and stuff. It's a lot. But then when I made that, got here and I, 
I, I went to Whistler and I tried to be something that I wasn't. I was going to get like a job with the mountain, work my way up with that so I could stay here and get my immigration, you know, and everything. And then just killed me because I wasn't being I was supposed to do. Right. Uh, and ever since that moment where I was like, this is what I'm doing now. Then it was easy. Like, not easy. So It was right. right? It was right, yeah. And like, when you but have... But the music's come easier to you now. Actually, the music has stopped coming. i got to figure that out. But that's maybe a different conversation. I'll skip that part. One day, someone's going <laughs> to give me a shit ton of money and I'm just going to be able to write songs all day. But for now, that's not the case. But that's okay because uh, it takes time, right? And people work their whole lives to retire and whatnot and i got to do the same. Yeah, it'll come. It'll happen. People who are ultimately uber creative like yourself they they find a way and then it starts to channel through you just got to be ready to receive it yeah and that's so true because every time i write a song it's instant it's like i have an idea and i can't step away from an instrument or anything until that's done and then it gets tweaked by my band and continually grows but to sit down and be like you're gonna write a song today Nah, I can't do I that. I don't know many people who work that way, though. No, nah, unless it's for, you know, like a commercial, com- something else, right? Like someone else's purpose. Well, Jingles is a different beast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fun, though. They're fun. fun. They're fun. Frick, did I say fricking? Oh, God. I'm Canadian. <laughs> There's going to be an A dropped in here pretty quick. Yeah. And then we are going to claim her. She's ours. Yeah. Sorry, UK. We've got her. God, you know I, I say mean, that eh? all the time. Yeah. I hate myself. Yeah, I it'll come, eh? Going on a dog walk the other day with just me and Blue. It's just like talking to her. I wasn't talking to anyone. She's like, going through A and like just saying it like continuously. And then after a while, I was like, oh my God, I can't not say it. Like I can't <laughs> stop saying it. But you know That's what? True. I did say it before I moved here. And well, the Brits say A, and then they have the rest yeah. of the sentence. It's, hey. never, it's not the end. <laughs> yeah. It's A, and then sentence, while we have the sentence, and then A. <laughs> oh, my God. You yeah. just blew my mind. That's so true. Hey. <laughs> and then he comes the rest of it. Hey, hey what are you doing? <laughs> and then you take the piss out of somebody right yeah, there. Yeah. Hey, you look like a track. Yeah. And, then, and then the Aussies are like, oi. And then the rest of it. Right? <laughs> we just we're at the end of it yeah. because we're polite, so we don't go hey. We're just like yeah, like, hey. You're like it's like it's like is everything okay with that sentence? <laughs> exactly. That's right. A. a? I have to admit though, I dropped my A's when I was working overseas because I was working at a radio station with another Canadian. The locals were always they had an A counter. So every time we were having a conversation, we were like, hey, hey, they're like, they marked it on a board. Hey, that's hilarious. Hey. What's like the equivalent in, like, what's the American quiv- equivalent of A? Huh? Huh? Is it huh? huh? You reckon? Yeah. <laughs> that's what I think. Y'all. Yeah, huh? What are you doing there? Y'all? What y'all's? What's happening, y'all? Germans would be like, yeah. Good, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think what the Italians do. It's just like Babangulo is what we do. They just swear uh, at you and then just, yeah. they just swear at you just and steal your things. Hiccups. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Me and my friend went back it back. Oh my god, I can't say it. Damn it, you biz. Backcountry back back country. biz. God damn it. Brought um, you by backcountry. Uh, me and my friend went backpacking through Europe. First thing that happened when, when we got to Italy, when we got off the train, we were like, wow, it's amazing here. And then this guy like runs into my friend, like drops all of her stuff all over the floor, and he just turns back and goes, Good God, 
Switzerland. <laughs> They're like, oh, okay, I guess, I guess it's changed from beautiful Switzerland where everyone's like the nicest person in the world. But I love that about Italians because they're just very like, this is the thing, big gestures and like just very honest. Yeah, like, no, yeah. no beating around the bush. No, and I, this lo- is I it. love that. And this is how it's going to be. And this is what you are. Yeah. And that's it. You don't say. <laughs> <laughs> I never even knew. Right? Never even saw you that. Never you asked. never asked. I've never, I've not seen that side of you yet. No, nope, not at all. Nope. And one day it'll come out, eh, Marcus? One day. So meek and mild. So I read somewhere, thought this was really cool. Someone had compared, or they were describing your voice they had said her voice is like an opera singer mixed with a Husqvarna chainsaw that's the best thing I think that's so badass like that is such a good description of your voice it's my favorite uh, review of all time and partially because it's so awesome and the other half is because it was Mike from the Gaspar like the native Gaspar in Valley Cliff okay Um, so it's like no one in (laughs) the music industry at all he just like is a gas station attendant yeah but that's why I love it so much because he just he literally just came up to me one day with like you know the wind the the window cleaner stuff and I'm like filling out my car and he's like cat you know what your voice is like and said that sentence and and now it's like I literally use it everywhere and people love it and I need to I need to I need to write him a letter. So give him a Christmas see, card. And or again, something. it's something like Squamish esque. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love it. Yeah, that's I love so it. But why particularly that model of chainsaw? <laughs> I, I, I didn't even know a husk. Parry's a really good chainsaw. Just come on. Parry's like, the best kind of chainsaw. Still doesn't pack the same kind of weight like a Husqvarna <laughs> man. A Husqvarna. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, I love that. And I'm going to toot my own horn and tell you I think that's accurate. I do. I think I do sound like an opera singer mixed with a Husqvarna chainsaw sometimes. Well, 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 time well maybe, sometimes. listen, maybe we need to get her down to uh, House Sound Equipment and, and fire up some of those stills and see <laughs> see if it's, see what the difference is. <laughs> I'm sure CT and the boys down there can help us out with that one. Total plug for CT and the boys. Total, total plug. Oh, you know why? Because do you know why? Because Fryer just got a hoodie. The other I got day. a hoodie. I got Where's a hoodie. my hoodie? Extra small, please. Yeah, like, I'm editing on. things out because I didn't get a hoodie. Almost made me spit out my delicious backcountry brewing beer. He rolls in here with swag and doesn't share it. Oh yeah, mm. I get. I bring I the share beer. Share the love, though, cat. Cat, uh, I yeah. share the love. Nobody wants the he, love. He, he we spreads want... his joy in wearing the thing that you don't have. It's yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Rub it in my face. <laughs> we don't want the love, Fryer. We want the free stuff. I bring the beer. I do the work. Yes. Yeah. Is that is that all your equipment Marcus yeah. and the microphones and the mic stands yeah. and I don't know what you're getting at table. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that the, ta- the, the little the, table the table is his okay. but everything else is yeah mine yeah. nah nah yeah you don't do anything hold on a sec we'll be right back after this hey Marcus so I know you're not a beer guy we're always crushing tins in here but we actually have North Yard cider on board I like a good cider do you yeah it doesn't have that crazy aftertaste like beer does and it's like it's crisper and I like the dry cider it just tastes so good yeah it's just a non-decider cider you know (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) when you can't decide what you want to drink you have a decider cider really yeah that's the that's the rule I I never heard that I know I just made that up but you know (laughs) I've had their ciders it's great they've got so many different kinds too they've got the dry cider the semi-dry got like cool things like raspberry cider and the grapefruit hopped cider and it's so good and they're local they started this business in Squamish. They have their own farm now, I heard. Well, it's all about the juice. And now they have their own orchard in Salmon Arm. They're still tied into Squamish heavily. If your local liquor store doesn't carry it, 
just ask them to carry it. Tantalus Fine Beverages, they distribute throughout the Sea to Sky and all over BC actually. So if you want to try any of the flavors, they are at the farmer's market. I know every second Saturday, usually Tantalus Fine Beverages is there giving out North Yard's samples. Yeah, Kurt. I saw Kurt actually last Saturday. I know. I popped over there, got a couple of samples. <laughs> free cider. <laughs> and it's so good. I'm not argue free cider, especially if it's tasty. Right? And it's so good. And I think he had like four or five different flavors too. So if you want more information, check out NorthYardCider.com. Crafting fine cider since 2018. North Yard Cider Company, your gateway to great taste. Now, back to the show. So, Kat, you have your own company? I have a, a registered business, I guess, and it's um, just Cat Madden Music. But uh, I have so many hats that I found it necessary, necessary to start a business just to account for everything. But um, I'm a vocal coach, I'm a singer, performing artist, vocal session artist, uh, event organizer. Just recently, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, yeah, of course I'm allowed. I just recently started working with Constellation Festival and their operations department. So you get the in-depth knowledge of Tamara Stanners. Yeah, oh yeah, no, I already have. She's like, when Tamara Stanners looks you in the eyes and stares into your soul, oh my God. She literally, she called me like, I don't know if this is okay to say, but like she called me not long ago. Within like two, three sentences, I was just like, I was crying my eyes out because she just has a way of just like releasing people. It's amazing. She's an amazing person. She is. Yeah. yeah. Her and her sister, Carolee, like have been amazing people for me this year. What was the question? Sorry. You're working for the Constellation Festival. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously the local festival too. So I'm juggling a lot of things. Owning a company is is kind of just like I am the company, mm -hmm. if that makes sense, because yeah. I just do so many things. So you're doing a lot of the background with both festivals then and you're playing the local festival i'm not actually oh you're not no i'm just organizing it because uh the whole idea of the local festival was to boost local artists mm -hmm. and um we've had several apply which is awesome i found that if i can't sorry if i have to run it then i can't play like it i i've already organized with one of the bands that they'll do a finale which I picked out in honor of someone, a famous musician this year who who died recently. There will be a big finale, and I will sing the finale. So I'll get my I'll get my time. Nice. Okay, that's cool. Um, but yeah, it's about uplifting other artists. So that's awesome. Talk about the locals festival. What it is, where it is, when's it going to happen? We already know you did say September third, but. Like how do you it? get tickets what? for this? Hey, listen, I love the thought of it, and I want to know more about it. Tell me, someone a layman who doesn't know about it, so I can put this in my calendar and make sure that I'm there. My dream or my idea is that everywhere in Canada has this like bustling music uh, community, especially after COVID, because this was a time when even people that maybe were out of the game a little bit, they went back to playing music because there was nothing else to do, and they could act, they actually had the freedom to do it. So we're seeing this like uprising of like loads of local bands and like artists and even if people aren't like on an established or professional level they're like they're they're invested in it and invested in the live music scene too like i love djs and freaking doing some mushrooms and throwing my hands and head around for sure but i think the appreciation for live music has just like come back my philosophy is that it's everywhere but it can't be everywhere if we don't have the platforms for it which is why even the arts council doing the amped in the park is so important i know that for a fact because most of my students like work up for it every year and then there's uh, a beautiful thing like Constellation Festival is doing where they're bringing the international acts where we would never, ever see in our town if it wasn't for local co 
uh, for sorry for Constellation Festival. But you have to have both, right? You have mm-hmm. to have right now. No, that's right. I mean, you have to foster the the grassroots of music and arts. And yeah, we have to do that in our community. And I would agree with you. There are as many, many, many artists here in town. Mm-hmm. And like you say, something I didn't even think of. They're coming back to it because they had the time to do it again. And this is why I like the idea and I love the idea. Mm-hmm. So where's it going down? Um, it's going to be at Junction Park, which is one of the places that we luckily have in town that is a big stage right in the middle of town. Um, super accessible. Everyone knows about it, right? The big wavy stage. 100%. Yeah. So right downtown, Junction Park on September 3rd. Mm-hmm. All day long? What are we What are we talking? I got the lineup from about 3 to 11 right now. So definitely 3 to 11. I'm trying to figure out whether I can incorporate um, some kind of market. Also, I'm trying to get as many businesses involved as possible. But something in the daytime, maybe start off with a yoga or something like that. Or some, you know, because it's not just music in town. <laughs> Is that your voice? Oh, no. It's a, sorry, it's a Husker run. <laughs> it, was the, it, was the, it was the opera. It was the, the opera with the Husker run. <laughs> you hear that? Can you hear it? There Is it I coming am. true for you, Marcus? Oh, yeah. There I am. Brock and Dale. Ve- ventriloquism <laughs> right here. So question for you. Uh, yes. Where where can we get tickets? July 3rd, tickets will be online. And that's also when I'll release the lineup, which is not long away at all. Ah. <laughs> so, that's exciting. Yeah, and I'll post that everywhere. It'll be on the Instagram. It'll be on the Facebook. Um, we're going to sell tickets for $25, which is a nice, easy yeah. price for everyone. Because I know money's tight. So we want to make sure it's definitely accessible to everyone. Last year we had some really, really good sponsors. Um, so I'm just reaching out for a sponsorship too. Yeah, and then on the door it'll be thirty dollars. Yeah. So if any of our listeners are out there and they want to get involved, how do they get a hold of you, Kat? Um, you can reach me at cat at the localfestival.ca. I'm always open to questions. You can reach me through my Facebook page. You can Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what? Back that point. Wait a minute. Did you just what say Facebook page? Oh god, yeah. here we go. Here we are. Yeah, it's a small town. I'm but down down for answering questions. I like this. Facebook. Her Instagram page is good though. Like her Insta's like uh on point. Check right. out her Instagram page. Okay. What's your Instagram page, by the way? Oh, for the local festival, that would be the at the local festival underscore. And that's it. I'm not going to give my pass because we're not talking about me. We're talking about the local festival. But on your Instagram page, we follow your Instagram page because um, you're always posting like, you know, clips of your shows and where you're going to be prior to your shows and everything. So what's your Instagram, your personal one for? At Cat M Madden. Give it a follow. Yeah. So when people come to your show, so they're not expecting classical music and chainsaws. So what kind of music do you perform? Uh, it all depends on the show. Like sometimes I do the cover shows and that's just everything. I'm definitely more of a, I don't want to say traditional because that sounds weird, but I'm definitely not in the last 20 years orientated. Definitely rock, definitely soul. Well, you're not you're not covering Britney Spears. This week. No. no. Yeah. Basically 90s backwards kind of styles. But eclectic mix of all of that, because you have to be, you have to mix everything together nowadays. Like there's no one genre anymore. Everything's like a mix of something else, right? If they come to my band show, it will be a loud, raucous, raunchy, like powerful rock show. If they come to see me solo, they might get a little teary eyed sometimes. Or maybe they'll, I don't know, just be like, this is nice. But for my band, like, we're very loud in your face. But yeah, is that answer that? <laughs> There's very few that can say that, though. You know what I mean, Kat? Like, quite honestly, like, and that's the thing. I, 
I kind of marvel at from what I see on your social media is, you know, you can see just that, that loud, raucous show up at Quest University to this acoustic, artistic version yeah, of Cat Madden mm-hmm. at The Bag. And there are very few who can pull that off. Yeah. Thank you. So what are your musical influences? Sorry, that's just a big question. I mean, when you're writing your music, like your soft stuff, is there something that you draw from more than, say, your raucous stuff? Um, If it's beautiful. Like, Elbow is my probably my favorite band of all time they started off as like this rock band right like quite heavy too and then as they grew into the years they they kind of like tamed became more and more beautiful in their melodies and their harmonies and everything and um muse for example is like Mm -hmm. my perfect band because Mm -hmm. muse is hard hitting and it's fucking loud and it's just unabashedly in your face and impressive but it's also stunningly beautiful like the string arrangements in it are incredible and he's an amazing musician in like in so many forms it takes you it's it's a opera singer mixed with a Husqvarna chainsaw (laughs) like it's an orchestra mixed with a rock band like that's what really gets me when you really like put that drive on it all the parts are there that are necessary to like make that beautiful thick sound and that's something I've not been able to portray yet but it's definitely something in my capability and when I get the funds to do that bigger band thing like i'm so freaking excited <laughs> to do that Muse is fantastic because like, yeah. knights of sedonia is like one of my favorite tracks from them i uh, i was really lucky in university i got to play with the uh, muses string quartet my teacher at the time was the conductor and player in the string quartet so i was really lucky to play with them and it was like one of the first times like i really blew people away with the song i'd written and yeah, playing with a big, big band with so many instruments, writing all the parts is just like, there's nothing, there's nothing compared to that, like everything moving together. So orchestras and big bands, but then like the attitude of rock and the political aspect of it, of like the world changing that they've done, like over the years, like that's everything for me. So chainsaws, opera singers and Rage Against the Machine. You nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I love Rage Against the Machine. I, I, I speaking of the political thing, some guy was writing on the Twitter accusing Rage for being too political. And he's like, what do you think we're raging against? Yeah. Like, what do you not get? The laundry? Like, the, the dishwasher? <laughs> yeah, like, do you think, you we're, think we're raging the against toaster? the dishwasher? What's, what's the matter with you? He's like, fuck you. Like, it's hilarious. See, that's the thing about, like, the best bands in the world. Like, they're not idiots. They're not just, like, been practicing their whole lives. Like, the best bands in the world have something to say. They're smart. Really smart. No, I'm not speaking about myself because I just broke my car <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah like definitely the best bands like they have a message and that's what really gets you and that's why we don't want to like we can listen to like the charts and everything and the pop culture but ultimately like it's just repetitive nonsense and marketing and marketing and marketing and and science like they're using science you know like we like your science repeat, marketing yeah. and dollars yeah exactly so and it and eventually uh, you've already seen like our favorite like our biggest pop stars transitioning to a different world like harry styles has completely changed his sound now he's now in a real band um writing actually good music um because everyone is starting to wake up to the fact that that's boring because it's it's not you know it's not interesting at all even miley cyrus is going down this like crazy rock route right i think carrie underwood like started a band like a rock band or something is it carrie underwood you know the one that went the sings uh jesus take the wheel 
I can't remember what. Oh my god, do that again. What? I was going to say, can you just keep going? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think that's really it. What, say it again. Say a different. Sorry, say sorry, a different sorry. version. Okay. You, I'm going to need uh, a couple more verses here before verse? I figure that out. I don't out. know if it was Carrie Underwood. She's like this famous. She's this famous opera singer in England. Um, but they need to be really careful about that. Think about Garth Brooks, who all of a oh sudden became Chris Gaines. Chris Gaines, <laughs> and that did not work at I don't know who all. Garth Brooks or Chris Gaines is. Garth Brooks, weirdest transition Garth Brooks in ever. the 90s was the biggest yeah. country star in the world. Right, yeah. That guy just filled out stadium after stadium after stadium. He was the biggest freaking country artist making billions of dollars until one day he decided to be Chris Gaines, the alternative artist. Yeah. So he, he was starting to compete, play like music like Pearl Jam. Well, <laughs> dyed his hair black. Didn't he dye his hair black yeah. start combing it down and in front? He, like, he and tried like, to do an emo Emo style. Well, well what you just, have there is a country <laughs> artist without all the industry behind him. Yeah, it was really, really <laughs> weird. Like it was a really weird time. It's really as, weird. I think it's about the transition <laughs> itself because if you look at, you know, Taylor Swift it was country, country yeah. and then slowly made it into the pop world and it now happens, she's like yeah. huge and that's when the producer stepped up and said hey we can make you huge by changing your sound to be a little bit more poppy see that's the thing is like i wish there was a uh, a law against produced music like if you can't accurately play what you sound like when you're produced you should legally not be allowed to to make records because that's the thing is like you go you hear this pop artist or, or like not even a pop artist but like any artist and uh and they sound incredible and you see them live and they sound fine or average <laughs> yeah. right and that's the thing is like before we got so good at editing and so good at producing you would hear the record and it would be exactly like how the bands played live because you didn't have all the, the the glitter and the sparkles and now it's just like everyone is so like ruined because you're like oh there's so many bands that are so good and it's like no there's no there's not there's actually only a few bands that are really really good but you only hear that till they get to the stage right auto-tune yeah i refuse to be auto-tuned and i'm really proud of that and marcus my guitarist slash producer he's always saying what if i just did this a little bit and i'm like no I love it. I Good love for you. I love but there's, there's also less patience for music these days, for artists these days. Like, mm. you know, U2 did not have a hit till their third album. Yeah. Like, who signed? No label will yeah. sign a band, wait three albums before they get that hit anymore. Mm. They want that one big hit, and then they don't care if you're a one-hit wonder as long as they can make that hit. Yeah, and yeah. then they sign you into a contract, and you have to do, like, five albums, and you can't do anything else till you do those five albums, and that's why we get shitty pop songs. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Kat, it was amazing having you on the show. Thank you so much. So July 3rd, tickets go on sale for the local festival. Make sure you check it out. What's the website again? Uh, so you go to the Instagram and you will see a link in the Instagram Perfect. Uh, for the tickets. Do it up September 3rd. I'll see you there, Friar. I love the, that you're fostering the local music and especially you got to foster all of that. Yeah, exactly. My dream would be to make a local festival span and it starts turning into this tour and you have a local festival Squamish, local festival Kelowna. Every time you're, pump, you're pumping a, a, a local economies, local artists, just putting the money into the local scene. But then eventually I'm thinking like we could have that one really amazing headliner and that headliner goes on tour and then every single person and every single one of those bands and every single one of those towns can say and put on their resume, I open for Foo Fighters. And then you've just like lifted everyone up. I just, that would be fucking sick. Right? <laughs> Where You At Buds is produced by Evelyn Schellenberg and Stephen Fryer. 
Marcus Monopoly is our executive producer and edits the show. Theme music, Wannabes by Dirtbag Republic. Our voice guy is Matt Grant. Where You At Buds is an Anubis media production. Thanks for listening and let us know where you at, buds. Follow us on our socials. Links are in the show notes. And please subscribe. Subscribe.